gentlemen, and welcome to the January 14th, 2018 edition of Season 5 of The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. Court Report comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m., but just wait for a couple of minutes. You'll hear more about that right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Every week, we'll take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League. Had a game this week? Let us know about it. You can friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weiselberg. That's W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. Or you can like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is YLS Wise Guy, that's YLS W E I S G U Y. You can also follow me and friend me on Instagram. My handle is NSN Court Report because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you again to our amazing sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Crown Trophy of Brooklyn has been servicing the Yeshiva League for over a decade, and if you've won a championship within that period, you've already benefited from their amazing handiwork and craftsmanship. Please give them a call 718 769 41 for all of your trophy and plaque needs. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official analyst, but most of all, like you, a huge Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged, as always, to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids with you each and every week. If you have a smartphone and haven't downloaded the NSN app already, what are you waiting for? Go ahead. You'll have access to all of our episodes of The Court Report all the way back to the very first one. You'll be able to send in comments for each show as well. Please keep the comments nice. Much like this show is not about me criticizing, degrading, or disrespecting players or coaches, please be courteous enough to do the same. Welcome back, everyone. Hope everyone had a great week. I proved a couple of things this week. The first thing that I proved, um, well, first of all, I proved that I'm not a meteorologist. Uh, The uh, alleged snowstorm that was supposed to be for this past Monday night obviously did not happen. All games went off without a hitch. Well, most of them. A couple of postponements, nothing really major, nothing that uh, will completely affect the playoff scenarios that we will run over tonight. Uh, Just be forewarned, might be something this week, but I guess that doesn't really matter because this week the schools, or at least most of them, are on winter break, or at least in finals. There are not many games coming up on the week ahead. There weren't as many games over the last week. I think I said the number was 23, if I'm not mistaken. Well, this coming week, there are uh, much less than that. This coming week, there will be a grand total of nine games. There'll be a game... To, there'll be... There were ga- and Actually, not really so much nine. Several of those games were today. We are not reporting on those, but four of the nine games that were supposed to be, are supposed to be played this week were played today. They will not be included in this court report. But think about that. Over this coming week, there will be five games. Over next week, there will be three games. And for the most part, these are teams coming from the West with some minor, minor exceptions, which we'll get to over the course of um, terms of the show, what that mean? Well, obviously, we're going to get this week taken care of. We're going to get next week taken care of in tonight's show. Uh, what does that mean for the show for the next couple of weeks? Well, next week, starting next week, as I said uh, before uh, to stay tuned to the schedule, starting next week, we will have our Tuesday main show. 
So next Tuesday night is going to be uh, will be our uh, our switchover episode potentially. Uh, we'll see where that goes. Um, if we do have an interview for next week, we can have a show on Sunday. Well, Tuesday night will be a preview show for the weeks ahead. Uh, so stay tuned. We will give you a little more information, but there will be a new show next Tuesday night. Whether or not we have a show sandwiched in between this coming Sunday night next week, we will let you know. So there is the potential that next week we could have two new episodes of The Court Report. And wouldn't that be amazing? Double the pleasure, double the fun. Um, yeah, for a lot of you kids, I'm not sure you actually get And in many cases, older brothers and sisters will. Um, so that's that's pretty much the, uh, the extent of that. Uh, like I said, most of the schools are on winter break, or at least a break from sports finals this week. Uh, and at the end of this week, Winter break next week being Yeshiva week in areas much south of where we currently are. But of course, there are some schools that are in session, some schools following the New York City public school calendar uh, that are still up here, and they will be playing over the next two weeks. We'll begin to see uh, something familiar as you know a school like SAR, Heschel, uh, Waterbury. These are schools that are obviously still here. And they are schools that are still playing. And so we'll, you'll hear those names pop up uh, over and over for the next couple of days. Westchester as well. Um, and we'll get to those when we get to the respective sports. So it, it, it's funny, you know, funny to believe. Uh, I'm looking at the, the totals for each of the, each of the divisions or each of the leagues over the, over the remaining uh, couple of days. And several of these leagues are in single digits for games still to be played. Can you believe it's almost February? We are literally, literally a month away from the end of the 2017-2018 regular season. And it is going to be an action-packed few weeks once everybody gets back. There are a couple of big games happening over the next two weeks, which we will get to. And we will preview all of the really, really big action uh, that will occur by the time, that, uh, or will have occurred by the time everybody gets back. And just exactly what the impact will be on the respective leagues. We'll make sure to get to that. Um, the uh, just the theory, just the feeling that we are a month away from the most insane, intense, uh, amazing, and fast-paced atmosphere known as the Yeshiva League playoffs. It, it gets it gets the excitement going. Like it, it really gets you to that point where you're like, yeah, I cannot wait for this to happen. Let's get to it already. But there's a lot that's still to happen in between. In our uh, in our analysis of the leagues, we will go over several playoff scenarios that will occur over the next month. Really, uh, I mean, we'll get a little more into what's happening over the next couple of days. But obviously, we will be a little more all-encompassing, and we'll take a look more also at what's going to happen on the other side of the break. We want to save some stuff, obviously, for next week's show, because there obviously won't be as much uh, 
to talk about in terms of games that happen and games that will happen. So next week is going to be a little more of an overarching playoff preview and analysis show. But for the time being, uh, we're going to give you just a little bit more abstractly, and we'll come back to it when those games do happen. But several of the leagues have some really interesting playoff scenarios, uh, such as Girls Varsity A. Uh, Girls JV actually will give us the first full matchup that we know in the postseason. We have one matchup out of all the playoff matchups in every league that is presently set, and we will get to that in Girls JV. Girls Varsity B uh, had a uh, result this past week that is now going to make matters all the more interesting in Girls Varsity B. We'll get to that uh, when we get to, obviously, Girls Varsity B. Uh, the boys varsity and JV hockey leagues rolling along to their final destination. couple of games this week, one that doesn't really mean much, and one that is going to be a little bit interesting for the uh, boys varsity East. And then you have boys varsity basketball, which has an action-packed couple of days coming up, and boys JV basketball, which had an insane pass week in the East. Two bombshell games that are going to change the way the East playoff looks. So we'll get to that in just a couple of minutes. Uh, another thing that I that we learned this week is apparently I am not quite as young as I used to be. Uh, yep, that's right. I learned I am an old man. Apparently the injury that I suffered last week was a little more than just a, a cramp or a pull. I apparently tore a muscle in my calf refing last week's game. So, uh, no, doesn't seem like there'll be any lasting damage, but uh, yeah, found that out this week and sort of feeling my oats a little bit. Uh, so, please bear with me as I happen to get older before my very eyes. Um, but let's bring it back to the young man's game. Let's bring it back to the Yeshiva League. And we're going to start off with that very sport that I happen to have injured myself as a part of, and that is varsity hockey. So, we're, Well, I did it actually in JV hockey game, but we're still going to start off with boys varsity hockey. Uh, very small week that just occurred. Four games, only four games. The most uh, interesting of which happened last Sunday night while we were on the air, and that was Frisch and Hafter. Both these teams really needing this game coming in. Hafter needed the game in order to really have a shot to um, contend with DRS for the uh, for the Eastern Conference crown. The two teams will meet again. So the fact that Hafter uh, has the possibility to get to within one point of DRS uh, meant that a win against Frisch would keep Hafter in the running and that a win over DRS could potentially then give Hafter the uh, the crown. I mean, they still have to face Rambam. So that gets thrown in there as well. We'll get to that analysis in just a second. Frisch, on the other hand, really needing that game to keep themselves in the loop for the three and possibly even the two seed. Well, uh, Frisch jumped out with two third-period goals by Benji Feintuck to put the game away. Joe Tropp and Maury Bauer gave Frisch a 2-0 lead 
in the first two periods. Isaac Markovitz recording the shutout for a 4-0 Frisch victory. With the win, Frisch improved to 8 and uh, 8-3 and 1, 17 points, and keeps them in contention right now with MTA for that three seed. They are one point over MTA. MTA uh, no games this week. They are eight and three, and that's going to be the I think the problem for Frisch. MTA still has a game in hand, but MTA's remaining games aren't exactly that easy. MTA still has a game against SAR when uh, when we get back. They will also have a game against Hillel, but. Uh, Hillel and JEC. So that's MTA's remaining schedule. MTA has SAR, Hillel, and JEC. Frisch, on the other hand, will have games. Will have a game against Hillel uh, the 31st when we get back. Also, but they will also have a game against TABC. So they're going to be in really tough competition against teams uh, against a team like TABC that is going to need a win also in order to keep. Well, what they have right now, which is the potential for a first-round buy. So Frisch is going to be facing a little bit stiffer competition than MTA. Obviously, MTA has to face SAR, but getting to face JEC and Hillel sort of puts the ball back in their court when determining who has the advantage for that uh, third seed in the Western Conference. Now, however, with the results over the week, Frisch has lost its opportunity at a first-round bye. SAR took a 10-0 win over Hillel. TABC took a 6-1 win over JEC. So TABC is at 22 points. They're at 11-1. They have regained, or they regained the top spot last week uh, and regained the top spot over SAR with that win. SAR is 10-0-0 and won 21 points. Now, Frisch... Can still hit the 21-point mark as well, but SAR has the tiebreak over them in head-to-head, so there will not be that opportunity for Frisch this year to get a first-round bye. They will, however, still be able to fight for the three-seed. Again, Frisch's next game is Wednesday the 31st. Uh, The only remaining game in the uh, league on the week was Ramaz and Westchester. Ramaz taking a win to bump themselves up to four and seven, officially eliminating Westchester from postseason consideration. They're at 0 and 11. Westchester will have two games this week. We'll let you know about those in just a moment. Taking a look at the rest of the West. So, as we said, TABC, SAR, and Frisch at the top. MTA at eight and three in fourth right now. Kushner, uh, the other team on the week, to not have. A game. They are at 5 5 0 and 1, 11 points. Right now, because of the JEC loss, they are sitting a little bit prettier and a little bit happier. Both teams have played 11 games. Kushner now has a game and a half uh, lead up on. JEC, and even further also on Ramaz. Ramaz is the one that probably worries J- uh, Kushner just a bit because Kushner lost to Ramaz early on in the year. Ramaz uh, still has a game against Hillel that needs to be rescheduled, but they also have two games against SAR that uh, that will help us determine who our playoff teams are. If Ramaz can take a win off of SAR, 
then we will have a very, or at least points, we will have a very interesting road to the playoffs. If Ramaz cannot take points off of SAR, they're going to be playing on the 31st of January and will then meet up again in SAR on the 5th, the very next week. If they can take points, great. If not, it will be all but academic. Uh, Hillel obviously still has a chance to to make their mark, but that is going to be tough sledding also given the schedule that they have. JEC, as we said, 4-7. and seven. Ramaz, 4-7. and seven. Hillel, 3-7. and seven. So, um, obviously, the last three teams we mentioned, JEC, Ramaz, and Hillel, will all be fighting. Kushner is sitting a little bit prettier, breathing a little bit easier. Uh, their remaining games, they have TABC. That's going to be a tough game. They will also have JEC, potentially. That game may or may not matter, uh, depending on um, whether or not uh, it's really needed. They will also have one game against Hillel. And a win against Hillel can pretty much end all speculation. Uh, especially if Ramaz does not come up with any points over SAR. So Kushner right now has uh, uh, an easier advantage, and the game against JEC may not be necessary if SAR uh, beats Ramaz twice. Ramaz will only then have a game against Hillel to make up points. JEC will have a game against MTA, and a game against Westchester. Now, if you want to say that they'll they'll beat Westchester already, then the best Ramaz will be able to do is tie them. They have the tiebreaker over Ramaz, and so JEC would get that playoff spot. Moving over to the East, uh, Hafter was the only team to play on the East in the East this week. They fell to nine and three. They are now in second place uh, in the East. DRS now one point away from clinching the uh, the number one spot in the East. They can clinch that with a win over Hafter, or they can do that with another Hafter loss. Uh, Hafter still also has to play Rambam. So a DRS win or a Hafter loss, and DRS is the top team in the East. Hafter, as we said, 9-3. and three. Rambam right behind them at 8-4. and four. That game against Rambam is going to be so crucial. A Rambam win will tie those two teams up. Hafter still has a tough game against DRS. Rambam has a game against 6-5 and five Hank as their other game. So that is going to be uh, a very interesting battle to see which of those two teams comes away with the two seed. The other team uh, will be in contention for... A first round, uh, a first round home game. We'll see how that plays out because if Rambam takes that loss, they're then going to have to wait to see what happens in the trifecta of North Shore, Hank, and Salman Schechter, and an outside of Flatbush to see exactly who fits where. Because North Shore, Hank, and Flatbush, all three of those teams are in battle against each other. Salman Schechter has a couple of games coming up. They they will face Westchester this week. Um, so depending on how much resistance Westchester puts up, Solomon Schechter may walk away with their seventh win and their 16th point on the year. We'll get to that. Um, but the way it looks right now, you have Rambam at 8-4. and four. So, uh, North Shore at 7-5, and five, 14 points tied with Solomon Schechter, but ahead because of wins. Solomon Schechter, 6-4 
0-2, those two overtime losses, both coming to North Shore. You have Hank at 6-5, and five. Uh, so Solomon Schechter can clinch this week with a win uh, because Flatbush is 4-6-0-1, oh, nine points. The most they could have is 15. A Solomon Schechter win would put them at 16. Everybody else is eliminated. YDE at 4-9, and nine, Mag and David at 3-11, and 11, Shari Tor at 0-13. Taking a look at the week ahead, two games involving Westchester. One is a, uh, well, for the playoffs, it's a meaningless game. Tomorrow night's game, Westchester against Shari Torah. At least one of these two teams will get their first points on the year. Both of those teams are currently over. So we'll see what happens with that. And the other game, Wednesday night, will feature Westchester and Solomon Schechter. As we said, the game doesn't mean much for Westchester other than to try to play spoiler for Solomon Schechter's uh, playoff hopes and the hopes to quote-unquote host host a first-round playoff game. Now, I say host because while they will be the higher seed, they don't play any games at home. So even if they're the four seed or potentially even the three seed, although I don't believe that's possible, um, yeah, they are. Uh, they they will be on the road for their first for what would be if they make it there their first home playoff game. Moving over to JV hockey. Two games on this past week, but two very, very big games for the JV West. We told you last week about the uh, the JEC Kushner game. And, you know, you, one would think that coming out of that, the two teams involved would have, you know, such drastically opposite reactions. Kushner. Uh, really controlling the game, getting so many good shots, so many opportunities against JEC, not able to get it done. JEC playing phenomenally well against a really, really solid team, a team made up of arguably the top freshman class uh, this year. One would think that they would be able to ride the wave and you know, continue the hot streak. Kushner would come out of that week completely down on themselves, take, take a loss, but completely opposite. And Tuesday night, those two teams were in action. JEC met up with SAR in a, in a battle for what potentially could be the final playoff spot in the West. Um, and the truth is the, the impact on what could happen with Kushner really made that game all the more interesting. JEC, though, didn't really take the momentum, and SAR jumped out with an 8-1 win. And because of that, it is now extremely unlikely JEC will make the playoffs. Why? Because Kushner, instead of getting down on themselves, going into a tough game against undefeated Frisch... Undefeated no more. It took an extra session. It took till overtime. A.J. Kaiser, though, slamming home the game-winning goal in the extra session, giving Kushner 2-1 to win. So Frisch taking their first loss on the year. Frisch 15.7-0-0-1. But even more importantly, Kushner gets their sixth win, their 14th point, and clinches a playoff berth. Kushner teetering on the brink of not making the playoffs, assuming that J.E.C., could have beaten SAR. The likelihood of Kushner making the playoffs uh, with a loss to Frisch would have been all but certain. Um, but now, 
Such a drastic difference. Kushner getting the win. JEC taking the loss. The fortunes of both teams completely turned from a week ago. So Frisch at the top of the West, 15 points, 7 0-0-1. TABC idle on the week, getting to watch all the action unfold in front of them. Now seeing the opportunity they have down the back stretch. They're at 7-1, 14 points, two games left, including one against those Frisch Cougars. And that game against those Frisch Cougars will be so important. Um, the problem for TABC... Now seeing that Kushner is a team to be reckoned with, they're going to have to prepare for them. It is um, unlikely, and I don't even think possible, for Kushner to take the... Um, the actually, it is, but it's, it, it's an extremely convoluted scenario. Kushner is at 6-1-0-2, 14 points. Um, Kushner can still win the division. It will take a very strange twist of games. Kushner will have to defeat TABC when the uh, two teams play. The two teams will play on Saturday the 3rd. That will have to be a... As I said, Kushner will have to win that game. That will give Kushner 16 points. They will then need Frisch to lose to JEC. What then has to happen is the game against Frisch and TABC on Wednesday the 7th must end in a tie. If that happens, Kushner will have 16 points. Frisch will have 16 points, but they uh, Kushner Frisch will have 16 points. TABC will finish with 15 points. They'll both Kushner and, and Frisch will have the same number of wins, but Kushner will have the tiebreak, which is the um, excuse me, which is the head-to-head between the two, and that's the only way that Kushner can actually win the division. Otherwise, it's a race between Frisch and TABC. SAR right now is uh, really just hanging back, waiting to see what happens with the other two teams. Uh, well, with Kushner and JEC, Kushner, uh, Kushner with a win can at the very least, lock up the third seed and higher and keep SAR or JEC out. JEC needs a win. Nothing else is going to save them. They need to beat Frisch and then hope beyond hope for an SAR loss to Ramaz. So uh, we'll wait to see how that unfolds. There are very few games left. There are four games left in the West. It's Ramaz SAR on the 31st, Kushner, TABC, and Frisch JEC on the 3rd and first TABC on the 7th. The rest really involves the East. The East had no games on the week. Uh, Rombaum still up at 7-0-1, 15 points. Still the odds-on taker for the East crown. They'll have Hank when we get back. Hefter, 6-2 at 12 points. Mag and David, 5-5, 10 points. Those three teams have clinched the playoff berth. DRS is 4-3-1. They're at 9 points. They and North Shore fighting for that last playoff spot. North Shore at 4-5. They have 8 points. And then Flatbush, Hank, and YDE rounding out the E. All of them have been eliminated. They have no games this week at all. There will be no games for the next two weeks. The next time that we have JV hockey games will be the 31st. Before we jump out of hockey, let's take a look at the rankings uh, as of, well, today for the past week. Taking a look 
at Varsity Hockey first. SAR staying at the top. DRS at two. TABC at three. Frisch jumping over Hafter into fourth place. Hafter dropping down to fifth. MTA six. Rombaum seven. Hank eight. Kushner nine. JEC ten. Eleven is Ramaz. Twelve North Shore. Thirteen Solomon Schechter. YDE fourteen. Flopush fifteen. Mag and David sixteen. Hillel at seventeen. Shari Torah at eighteen. Westchester at nineteen. That is how Varsity heads into the break. Taking a look at JV Hockey, uh, the number one team from the past week taking a fall. TABC now regaining the number one spot with Frisch taking the overtime loss to Kushner. Frisch drops to two. Hafter stays at three. Kushner jumps from six to four. So Kushner in the four spot. Rambam drops to the five spot from the four spot. DRS drops to six. SAR, JEC, Megan David, MTA, Flatbush, North Shore, Ramaz, Hank, and YDE. They fill out seven through 15. I said, well, it starts with SAR. Yeah, seven through 15 for those teams. Once again, you are listening to the Court Report on the Nakam Siegel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League Sports. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Uh, moving over to boys varsity basketball now. Three games on the past week. Five of the six teams involved were in the West. Um, that's not including the two games that were today, which we'll get to also, or the game that was postponed this past Monday night. Three games that were on the week. SAR clinching a playoff berth with a 55-44, to 44, uh, sorry, 55-40 to 40 win over Amaz Judah Oppenheimer, scoring 19 points in the victory. SAR jumping to an 8-1 record, now in second place in the Western Division, three games behind Frisch. Frisch right now currently sits at 11-0, three games ahead of, sorry, three wins ahead of SAR. They have clinched the playoff berth as well. They can clinch the first round by with a win. They do not have a game on the week ahead. Frisch's next game will not be until, well, they played today. That's one of the two games that happened today. A Frisch win today means that they will have clinched a first round bye. Uh, They will then be able to clinch with a win, assuming they win today, or their next win. They played Heschel today, so that's a really big match. Heschel uh, coming into today needing a win to clinch a playoff berth uh, there in the three spot at 8-2 coming into today. Frisch it can clinch the number one seed over the next couple of weeks with a win and two SAR losses. SAR will be in competition over the next two weeks. We'll get to that in just a moment. So all this a possibility today. Again, Frisch came in today 11-0, SAR 8-1, Heschel 8-2. Heschel and Frisch, two teams doing battle today. We'll have that result for you next week on the court report. Heschel already in action this past week, uh, reaching the 8-2 mark with a 53-34 win over Kushner. That drops Kushner down to 3-8, and eight, and they can be eliminated with a loss or Ramaz win over the next few weeks. Uh, the only other game in action this past week, JEC found itself uh, its fourth win on the year. They are now 4-7, and seven, if I'm not mistaken. That is JEC's fourth win in a row. I'm going to check, you're going to take a second to check here. For the uh, JEC Thunder, that 
does happen no sorry they they have won four out of their last five and uh with an 81 to 49 win over Derogatora in the last five games they've taken a win over Solomon Schechter a win over Hillel a win over Kushner and a Derogatora win all sandwiched around a minuscule two-point loss to Frisch. I say minuscule because the loss itself was minuscule in terms of points, but still the gravity of it. Uh, JEC almost able to knock off Frisch a, a really big part as JEC looks to make a late push towards the playoffs. Uh, maybe just a bit too late, though. Several teams still ahead of them. Waterbury, 7-5. and five. They can clinch a playoff berth with a win uh, over the next two weeks. They face SAR on the 23rd. They have their game against Kushner that was postponed this past week. Um, also, just of note, SAR played Hillel today as well. So SAR, again, they came in today at 8-1, could very well be 9-1. Hillel came into today at 1-10. But let's take a uh, an overall, uh, an absolute look at the West. Again, Frisch 11-0, SAR 8-1, Heschel 8-2. All those records subject to change what happened today. Waterbury 7-5, Ramaz 6-5, TABC 6-6, six six, MTA 5-7, JEC 4-7, Kushner 3-8, Hillel at 1-10. Seems very likely that Ramaz, TABC, MTA, and JEC will all be in competition for the last two playoff spots. Ramaz and TABC currently have the advantage. We uh, went over what happens with TABC and MTA this past uh, last week, So, but we will be sure to recap that next week on our playoff show, including with what happened in today's action and over the week. The only team in action, as we said, from the East was Derek Hatora taking that loss to JEC, completing the winless season for Derek Hatora, ending at 0-14. Um, the East still looks like this. Mag and David at 11-0. and They've clinched the first round by. DRS has also clinched the first round by with 10-2. and Rombaum at 9-4, and locked into the 3 or 4 seed. Hank is at 7-5. and They can clinch a first round home game with a win and a hafter loss. They can get one half of that this coming week. Hafter will face Mag and David on Tuesday night. Hafter can bring themselves just a step closer to a playoff berth. I do not believe that they can do it just yet. Uh, it's just a very long analysis that I am that I have not done yet. Um, I believe that that um again not really too sure. I actually think that yeah. I I'll go out on a limb and say a Hafter win over Mag and David will give them a playoff berth. Uh, we know that the rest of the East is going to be a, a doozy. North Shore is at 6-7. and seven. YDE is at 5-7. and seven. Flappers is at 5-7. and seven. And those three teams' fates for the, what potentially is the last playoff spot are all intertwined. Again, we will go over that next week. Uh, Shari Tora at 2-9. and nine. Solomon Schechter at 2-10. and 10. YDH, again, finishing at 0-14. The games that, the game that didn't happen this week, Waterbury and Kushner, uh, that game will likely have to be made up because Waterbury may need that for uh, playoff purposes, for seeding purposes. Uh, again, two games that happened today, Frisch and Hillel, sorry, Frisch and Heschel and Hillel and SAR. The Frisch and Heschel game, important at the top. Hillel and SAR, also important at the top. More so, obviously, for SAR than for Hillel. Games coming up over the next two weeks. 
Next Tuesday, half, sorry, this Tuesday, after hosting Mag and David, we outlined the importance of that. Thursday night, SAR and Heschel. This is going to be the only time these two teams meet this year. Those two teams right now currently sitting second and third. So it seems very likely that only one of those two teams will walk away with a first-round bye, and the winner of this game will have that advantage. Now, obviously it depends. Heschel could already have a little bit of a leg up with a win over Frisch today, but they could also still, both teams could still end up with the same number of wins after today also. So this game is going to give one team potentially a win advantage as well as the head-to-head advantage. Again, also could work out that this win only brings one team Uh, into a tie, or we could also have a situation where one of these two teams has won today, that team wins on Thursday, and the second seed is pretty much wrapped up. So we'll have to wait and see, but we will definitely get to that over the week ahead when we do a recap next week for this this past week. Next Tuesday, uh, next time we have a full show on the air, SAR and what I shouldn't say full show. The next time we have anything other than potentially an interview, SAR and Waterbury will do battle next Tuesday night. Uh, again, for SAR, this is going to be game number four, uh, game number three, game number four in a two and a half week stretch. Their third game uh, starting today up till next Tuesday. So SAR really busy as uh, everybody else is on break. They will have they will play. Um, they will have played games number 10, 11, and 12 with two, te- with two games still remaining after the winter break. Moving along now to boys' JV basketball. Massive week in the boys' JV basketball East. We chronicled last week about just what will hap- what could happen this past week. Shari Torah taking on DRS and Mag and David. We, we noted how DRS and Shari Torah both pretty much held uh, first-round buys in the palm of their hands should they walk away. Mag and David, the opportunity to still have a shot at a first-round buy or at the very least, a first-round home game, looking to defend their title. At the end of this week, though, DRS barely holding on to a first-round home game. Mag and David in a world of hurt, both teams falling to the Shari Tora Stars. Uh, both of those games really belonging to Jackie Haber and Eddie Swade. A 75-67 win by the Stars over DRS, handing DRS their sixth and sorry their third loss uh, to put them to six and three. Haber with 25 points, Swade with 22, and then the massive 78-65 win over Mag and David on Thursday night. Swade with 26, Haber with 20. That knocks Mag and David down to four and four, and it could come down now in the East to one or two three-way ties. We have Hafter at the top. Hafter is automatically into the playoffs. They're automatically clinching a first-round bye. They're automatically the number one seed in the East. What happens behind them? You have Shari Torah at 7-2, and two, North Shore at 7-3, and three, DRS at 6-3. and three. That's one potential three-way tie that could happen, although DRS could wind up much lower than that. Why, then you have YDE at 5-4, and four, Mag and David at 4-4, four and four, and Hank at 4-5. and five. In the outset, um, we can tell you this, the, uh, the playoffs for Mag and David and Hank will come down to the winner of that game, really. The loser is, for the most part, out. 
let's there there are four games that still have to shape the east you have hank mag and david on the third you have drs yde on the sixth ezra Shari torah on the sixth and then you have mag and david ezra which may or may not be necessary as we said hafter is at the top now let's look at the let's look at it from the Shari torah perspective right now the ball is in Shari torah's court if Shari torah defeats ezra Shari torah is automatically the two what happens then? It will depend on whether or not DRS defeats YDE. If DRS loses that game, North Shore is the three, YDE will be the four, and DRS will fall to fifth, will fall to fifth at the very most due to the tiebreak loss to YDE. The winner of the Hank Mag and David game will be sixth. If DRS wins that game over YDE, DRS is the three due to the tiebreak win over North Shore. North Shore is four and five. North Shore is four. Five and six would depend. If Hank wins, Hank is five. YDE is sixth. If Mag and David wins, they can jump over YDE into the fifth spot with a win over Ezra. Otherwise, Mag and David will be sixth. Now, let's say Shari Torah loses to Ezra. If Shari Torah loses to Ezra, it depends what happens with DRS and YDE. Let's say Shari Torah loses to Ezra. DRS loses to YDE. North Shore is the 2, Share the 3, YDE 4. 5 and 6 would depend on Hank and Mag and David. Yep, if Hank wins, DRS is the 5, Hank is the 6 seed. So uh, DRS will fall all the way down to 5 from where they were a couple of days ago in contention for a first round bye. Uh, if Hank wins, though... Sorry, we said if, if Hank wins, DRS is a 5, Hank is a 6. If Mag and David wins, they can potentially get the 5 by defeating Ezra and push DRS all the way down to 6th. Otherwise, DRS will be 5, Mag and David will be 6th. Now, let's say DRS does take the win. Shari Torah loses to Ezra. DRS takes the win. It'll come down to a tiebreak of strength of schedule, and the better finisher of YDE, Hank, and Ezra will determine who gets three and four. Now, what do I mean by that? Now, you'll have three teams. Uh, you'll have Shari Torah at seven and three, North Shore at seven and three, DRS at seven and three. They will all have beaten each other. So you'll have a one-in-one record. So it goes down to strength of schedule. And in strength of schedule, especially in JV, the only thing that they have different on their schedules is that they each have one team that they played twice. Every other game that they play evens each other out, except for the one team that they play twice. For DRS, that one team is Hank. For North Shore... That one team is that one team is YDE, and for Shari Torah, that one team is Ezra. So it's going to come down to who the better finishers of those three are. Unfortunately for Shari Torah, they would get the bum end of that. So it would come down to who would be better between Hank and YDE. It seems for the most part YDE has the advantage over that, so DRS uh, would potentially lose out on that. You'd have North Shore, um, you'd have North Shore taking the two. It would then come down to how um, to how 
they then do the next part of that tiebreak. I'm not sure. I will have to confer again with the commissioner to see whether or not it goes down the line of if this tiebreak can sort out two, three, and four on its own, then they do that. Or if this only sorts out two, and then you go back to a two-team tiebreak. Because if you go down to a two-team tiebreak, it's a little different result because Shari Tora would then have the tiebreak over DRS. I will have to get back to you on that. Uh, just know that that's the that's the extremely interesting aspect of this. The five and six though will be determined by the winner of Hank Mag and David. If Hank wins, Hank is the five. YDE is the six. If Mag and David wins, they can jump over YDE into the fifth with a win over Ezra. Otherwise, Mag and David will be sixth. So. The real interesting situation occurs if Shari loses to Ezra and DRS wins. Now, given the fact that Ezra hasn't won a game yet, the scenario that that occurs very unlikely. Uh, but we will obviously have to wait and see. This may sort itself out on its own. Moving over to the West, the West had three games this past week. JEC taking another overtime win, their second overtime win in the last two weeks, defeating SAR to stay at seven, well, to to up themselves to seven and one, to stay in the second seed or the second rank in the West. They now find themselves a game behind Frisch and a game up on TABC with the uh, with the tiebreak in hand, JEC ever so close to clinching a first round by. They can clinch a first round by with a win or losses by TABC, and that's it because SAR they obviously just beat, so they have the advantage if they're tied. Um, so uh, what they will obviously they'll have to see what happens to Heschel. Sorry, um, they will have to see what happens to Heschel. Heschel kept themselves in contention with a 57 to 37 win over Kushner this past week. So Heschel still an outside chance. Uh, that'll depend on what happens to the rest of the teams in the situation. But JEC bringing themselves one step closer to a first round by JEC will have two games left when we come back. They will face MTA on the fourth and then will face Hillel on the sixth. All they need is one win to clinch a first round by. They did clinch a playoff spot with that. The other game on the week, Hillel taking a 59-38 loss to Ramaz, putting a crimp in Hillel's plans of making the playoffs. They are still in good position, but they are now half a game behind Heschel, who took that win, and right now Heschel currently sits in that sixth spot. However, both uh, Heschel and Hillel were in action today. Heschel faced Frisch today, as we said, in varsity. Hillel faced SAR. So a lot of what we're about to say really is, I guess, conditional uh, based upon, and and it's actually very obsolete at this point. Coming in today, Frisch at 8-0, JEC at 7-1, TABC 7-2, SAR 5-3, Ramaz 5-4, SAR may have gotten their sixth win or their fourth loss, so they could either be one step closer to the three seed or one step closer to, uh, uh, well, they will, would be tied with Ramaz. And then you have Heschel and Hillel. Heschel at four and three. Hillel at four and four. Uh, those two teams had their had their positions affected today one way or another. MTA at three and four with a, an outside chance. Kushner 
Westchester and Maor out of it. Kushner at 2-8. and eight. Westchester and Maor supposed to face this past Monday. Don't have a result. Doesn't really matter. Both teams are pretty much out of it. Westchester at 0-7. Maor at 0-9. Uh, Tuesday's game between Mag and David and Ezra, as we said, postponed. And you had the two games today, Frisch Heschel, Hillel SAR. The uh, games coming up, the only game happening over the break is going to be SAR Westchester next Wednesday night. Once again, you are listening to The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League Sports. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Quickly taking you through girls sports. Now, we're going to start out in girls B. Big, big game on the week. Big fallout as a result. Mag and David taking their third loss of the year, losing to Elon, being upset by Elon, 36-35. This drops Mag and David down to 7-3. and Brewery has clinched a playoff berth. Is now a win or a Mag and David loss away from clinching the top spot. It also brings the middle closer together as uh, they would actually end up rebounding from the loss to defeat SKA, handing SKA their fourth loss, 37-32. to So what it did do was bring the middle closer together. SKA is at 6-4 and four now. They're behind Elon at 6-3. and three. Uh, We'll get to next week exactly what this means. There is no game coming up this week in Girls Varsity B. So we'll be able to take a little bit of a trip down the next couple of weeks to see what happens with Mag and David, SKA, and Elon. Although it looks as if all three of those teams will make the playoffs, shall have it uh, very far out at four and five. They will need wins in just about all of their last games to even really have a chance to make the playoffs. They're two games back with three games to play. Um, so we'll have to see uh, what it really means. Shalhevet at uh, at four and five. We said Shalamis one and seven. Shari Torah at zero and eleven. Moving over to Girls Varsity A, uh, start to see a recurring theme. Uh, several of them actually. You have two games on the week. Uh, Sar and Maya Note did battle for the top of the uh, the top or at the top of the West. Sar came into the week with a three-game or three-loss lead on Maya Note, coming in at uh, 8-0. and oh. Maya Note came in at 7-3. and three. SAR uh, needing overtime, getting rid of Maya Note, 38-35. So SAR can clinch the number one seed now with a win or a fresh loss. They have a three-game lead on, at the very least, the next two teams. Frisch at 6-3 and three right now. Brewery, sorry, Frisch at 7-3. and three. Breweria at 6-3. and three. Maya Note, 7-4. and four. Maya Note now needs help to clinch the two seed. They need a win over Heschel and will need Frisch to lose both of their remaining games against SAR and Hillel to have any luck. And will need some help from Breweria as well. Breweria has played, as we said, nine games. They have three games in which they could look to overtake the Rapids. Breweria still to face Kushner, um, Hillel, and then potentially a makeup game against SAR. So taking a look at the West, SAR stands at 9-0. and Maya Note, as we said, at 7-4, and dropping back behind Frisch at 7-3. and Breweria 6-3. Hillel hanging on for dear life at 4-5. Very close to finding themselves on the outs. Uh, Hillel 
uh, played Frisch last night. Do not have a result for that. So Frisch right now could even be at 8-3. and three, Could have already bumped themselves up over Maya Note and into the second spot. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens next week. Uh, well, we'll see what happens and we'll report on it next week so that you all know where things stand in the girls' Uh, the girls' varsity west. Taking a look over to the east, uh, Hefter's run has come to a disappointing close, taking a 50 to 45 loss to Ramaz. So Hefter, at one point looking promising at four and two, has now lost six straight and ends their season at four and eight. Uh, they were eliminated before last week, but this just sort of put the icing on that cake. Ramaz ups itself to seven and three, tying itself with Central. For the uh, for the division lead, um, right behind them, North Shore at six and four, Flatbush at five and five, Hank at four and five. Those are the only teams that still have a shot to make the playoffs. Now, Central and Ramaz clinch a playoff berth because they're at seven wins. Flatbush and Hank can still hit seven wins, but only one of them can because they end up facing each other. So, Hank and Flatbush, only one of those two teams can match Central and Ramaz. And we have a whole scenario for Central and Ramaz because they will end up facing each other. And the question of who will take the top seed will spawn from that. But we also have to see what happens with North Shore. But we'll have playoff scenarios for this next week. Um, if it's Central Ramaz that go into a, uh, a tie break, um, it gets very, very interesting. If we had North Shore in, it'll get even more interesting. But we'll see what happens next week. Uh, looking at the week ahead, only one game. It's in the West. It's SAR and it's Hesch- and it's Heschel. Heschel's at 3-7. and seven. They are officially eliminated. SAR looking to keep their undefeated season going. Going to finish up today's show with Girls JV Basketball. Two games on the past week. Girls JV Basketball East saw the number one seed pretty much taken care of. Hafter rounding out their season with a 43-19 win over Amaz. So Hafter will finish at 9-1. and one. They'll be the top seed. North Shore will be the two seed at 7-2. and two. North Shore actually... Uh, the first one of two teams that know exactly who their opponent will be, the first such of any uh, of any pairing in the entire Yeshiva League for playoffs. They'll be the two seed. We'll get to who they'll play in just a minute. Ramaz, that loss drops them to 2-7, and seven, meaning that the best that they can now do is tie Hank uh, at... Well, I mean, they're, right now Ramaz is at 2-7. and seven. Hank is at 3-5. and five. The best they can hope for is to finish tied with Hank at 3-7. and seven. The only way for that to be uh, possible is for Ramaz to beat Hank, and that would mean that Ramaz would make the playoffs. Hank, though, also has a game remaining against North Shore that could change that, uh, that scenario should they get their fourth win. If Hank gets win number four, they make the playoffs. If they are stuck at three wins, Ramaz will make the playoffs. Moving over to the West, Mayanote and SAR doing battle. Mayanote coming into the week at five and three. SAR at five and one. Mayanote looking to play spoiler because an SAR loss 
uh, would mean that Frisch would be automatically locked into the one spot and that SAR would have to play a first-round game. Mayanote seemed destined to disrupt the Sting's chance to contend with Frisch at the top, leading 34-32 to with under a minute to go, but an Olivia Weinstein layup would send the game to an extra session. There would be no scoring in the overtime right until the very last few seconds when Yael Berkowitz took a pass in the low post and banked it in for the game-winning bucket for the Sting, a 36-34 overtime victory over Maya Note. What that means is that SAR is now at 6-1, still heading towards that matchup with Frisch for the, for the top spot in the West. They will take on uh, Westchester this week, furthering that goal. Uh, that will be their, their eighth game on the year. They will then have to face Frisch on the 31st and potentially Bruria. Uh, at some later point, that will uh, that will see as we get close to it. But what this means is that Maya Note at five and four is locked into the three seed. So the first matchup for the 2018 Yeshiva League playoffs will be the East two seed North Shore hosting the West number three seed Maya Note in girls JV basketball. Lock that in. It is our first playoff matchup. We know that Bruria Westchester, both of those teams are pretty much done in the West. Bruria will have one game left, Westchester two games left. One of those uh, two games will be this week uh, against SAR. And that is your situation in Girls' Shapy Basketball. Again, the West one spot can still be, is, still con- is still contested between Frisch and SAR. One of those two teams will also will be the two seed, and they will host either Hank or Ramaz in that three spot. The East is uh, Hafter at the top and North Shore at the two. Hank Ramaz still waiting to see what happens there. Well, uh, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, uh, next week we will potentially have, we'll have one, potentially two shows. Our uh, playoff preview will come next Tuesday. Should we have an episode where we will have an interview? Hopefully, we can get an interview for hockey and uh, you know hockey or basketball. We'll get that done hopefully uh, for Sunday. We'll let you know about it over the next couple of days. Right now, though, otherwise uh, we will be off next Sunday and the uh, first. Uh, I guess you could say first Tuesday first episode will be next Tuesday night and we'll continue as such right on through the postseason, uh, through the championship games uh, for the girls on March 8th, for boys basketball March 11th, and for uh, for boys uh, hockey on through the 18th of March. So stay tuned for that. And again, stay tuned for more information on how you can be a part of those broadcasts. Thank you again for listening in. Looking forward to seeing you all next week. If you missed any part of this or any episode this season, you can find the Encore presentation every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., or you can get it on the archives on the Nachum Siegel Network app. Tomorrow morning, Jamie in the AM with Nachum Siegel, 6 to 9 a.m., live on the app or at NachumSiegel.com. Once again, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Give them a call, 718-769-4111 for all of your plaque and trophy needs. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on Jamie in the AM at around 7.20 with the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update. You can reach me again on Facebook, Twitter, and our brand new Instagram handle. 
Uh, once again, I'm Elliot Weiselberg reminding you, it's good to be smart, but better to be wise. See you next week right here on The Court Report, only on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs>